drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what's going on everybody? It's your host Eric Oakey right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Let me fill up that glass for you so you can uh, do this. Drink it in. Uh, side of cornbread. Cornbread. Make it a double. Cornbread. I am going to fly solo here on this show. I know we've been having uh, Chops on uh, quite a bit, which is always fun to have him on here. Logan Lamarandier from Sports Illustrated. Uh, gosh, me, me and um, Joey at Joey Sports Guy. Our schedules haven't been matching up very well recently, so uh, haven't been able to have him on. But uh, yeah, I life's been crazy busy for everybody, and uh, I I literally had to just turn on this mic. I'm gonna knock out this show because I'm I'm running like crazy too. But uh, I got a fun one for you today. Um, we're gonna get into rumor innuendo. Lions made a trade. Um, you know. We're gonna we're gonna dive into a series that you guys love so much. Dollars make sense. S E N S E. You know what it is. <laughs> Such a classic drop to go with this series, but. Um, the two positions I want to kind of dive into, and again, I'm going to do a lot of this on the fly here, is uh, I want to talk about the quarterbacks and the linebackers. Quarterbacks of the offense, quarterbacks of the defense. Um, we got some rookies, some young cats to talk about at the linebacker position. We got Chops' favorite guy, Jared Goff, to talk about. H2O, Hendon Hooker to get into, my boy. And uh, we'll just dive into kind of some of the details of their contracts, broad strokes, things to look for, why these players make sense based on um, their dollars and, and and how they fit on the football team. So we'll get into all that, have a little fun, do some shout outs uh, from the Kool-Aid hotline as well and all the other goodness that we get into here on the Kool-Aid cast. So uh, let's not mess around. Let's get right into this. And uh Let's just start with this. I mean, this is going around. If you guys heard our last couple shows, I think I hit it towards the end of the show that this is not going to happen, but I didn't tell you why I thought that or why I don't want this to happen. There's a lot of rumor innuendo, a lot of talk, a lot of requests from Lions fans, SOL people, even some loyal diehard Kool-Aid drinkers about... We need to get DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> he he'll make this offense special. Oh, we've got the cap space. He he's he's available for free. You don't have to trade for him. I just don't see this happening on so many levels. Now, would I hate it if it did? A one-year deal for hopefully 
you know, 10 or less with some incentives. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, throw a fit if it happened. The reasons I don't want it to happen, I don't think it will happen is because DeAndre Hopkins is up near 30 years old. He's never been a speed player. He's a chain mover, touchdown type guy. Yeah, he's got great hands, makes plays. Last year, you can project his numbers. Oh, he would have had this if he... He didn't. He didn't play that full season due to the suspension and whatnot. So, I'm not saying he can't go to a great situation, have a pretty good year. I just don't think the Lions is that situation. Everybody's freaking out about Jamison Williams being out six weeks. I mean... It's six weeks, people. Like, this kid needs all the reps he can get in training camp and preseason. He needs to feel like the guy when he comes back in week seven. We already have enough weapons. You're talking about J-Mo. You're talking about Saint. You're talking about Reynolds. You're talking about Laporta. You know, you got the two running backs. You know, there's plenty of... Of people that can can do some things, you know. When number nine is out of the game, <laughs> I I just think you're making way too much of it. I mean, th- this isn't a situation where you have to protect yourself. And, and again, people are freaking out about this kid's social media. You haven't even seen the tip of the iceberg from Jamison Williams. So to go ahead and get another guy that's going to play in front of him, going to take away from his development. Is one thing. The other thing is, I can't prove this. I don't have facts, or I'm not going to go to the Wikipedia or do a deep dive on his whole history. But again, let's go to rumor innuendo is that DeAndre Hopkins is a bit of a different cat. Let's put it that way. I mean, he's got a unique personality. He, I think he's had issues or even maybe had some scuffles with, with teammates or opposing players. You know, we see those videos of hard knocks and whatnot. Um, and, and DeAndre Hopkins is one of my favorites, like, four years ago, <laughs> you know. But now we're so far down the line. He makes the big money. The team paid $20-plus million to not have him on the team. I realize the Cardinals are tanking. I get it, but that'd be a hard pill for me to swallow regardless to pay somebody 20 mil to not be around. So I can't imagine he's the perfect teammate or that his attitude was maybe where you want it. Do I think Dan freaking Campbell could probably get this guy in a good headspace, motivate him, get him the football, make him productive on the team? Sure, I I think so, but I also think Dan Campbell is very happy with what he has, who he has, and where this team's heading, and and don't need a detour too for a wide receiver. I mean, we have weapons at all three levels. We have wide receivers. I mean, it sounds crazy, but do I want a DeAndre Hopkins at a huge price tag and all the things that come with him? Or do I just want to run Khalif Raymond out there, run him deep a few times and make plays? Do I want to get the football maybe more to Josh Reynolds, the serpent of death, instead of maybe pay for another something of death that might be DeAndre Hopkins? I mean, I I don't want to hate on him too much because 
This is a guy that's a, still on my fantasy football radar if I can get him at the right price. I'm not saying he's a washed-up has-been that isn't going to come up and snatch the football from people or find the end zone probably six, eight times for whoever, whatever team he probably goes to. I just can't pay that price. I don't think it's worth the risk. I don't think he's like chomping at the bit to be like, oh, you know, I don't want to go to Buffalo or Kansas City. Sign me up for the Lions. I, I, I don't know. I just don't see it. But uh, I do admit that there's a scenario. If he's in the right space, they get him at a good number. And if they feel they need that extra bit of punch, both for the season to put them over the top and while JMO's out, and you got to project forward that there's not going to be other studs younger, more impactful on defense or at other positions that you're going to be able to snatch up with that money. This isn't a get-out-of-jail-free card we have to spend now. This isn't like frivolous money that you could just, oh, well, i got to put it somewhere. Let's give it to this guy. Um, you know, I, I don't see that at all. So I'm I'm out on Hopkins. I know a lot of you are in big time. I know folks would be excited if the Lions were able to snatch a guy like this because he's a big name and and he's been productive in the past. Um, but the hope is that he could come here and do it currently and uh, be a DAWG on this football team and and help win this division, a home playoff game, and and more. I mean, so that that's the other side of the coin. So I'm out. I know a lot of you are in. I know some of you are on the fence, probably Logan Lamarandier who's half in, half out, kind of in the middle. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's what I got on that. Drink it in, everybody. Drink it in, uh... All right, so what was it? Last week, my buddy Chops, you can find him on Twitter, at Chops and the D, made a proclamation. He said the Detroit Lions were going to make a big move. He he said something to the effect of market, which is another one of his gimmicks that he uses when he wants to pronounce something. He he, he also he might as well use the hashtag because, I mean, gosh, they, they did make a big move. I mean, hashtag what Choppy said. The Lions went out and made a trade. Oh, yeah, but it was a trade for... Uh, you know, for a kicker, a kicker that probably would have got cut, a kicker that we gave up a draft asset like three years from now to obtain. But his name's Riley Patterson, everybody, uh, was with the Lions a couple years ago, undrafted kid um, by the Vikings in 2021 out of Memphis. I mean, I remember putting out there like, you just liked when Riley Patterson in 2021 was at the Lions. He's 23 years old. Came in, made his kicks, made no money. Didn't seem to be shook by the, by the you know, I just didn't feel he was very erratic, very consistent. You know, good guy, seemed to fit well on the team. I was surprised they let him go because at that point we were just sort of reaching for kickers, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. And then they seem to, you know, take Badgley over Patterson. So here we are two years later and the Lions looked at the landscape of kickers and they were like, we got to have Riley Patterson. <laughs> we got to have him so much that we can't even just like let him get cut by the Jaguars and go pick him up or pay him a, 
chump change. We got to trade a draft as and get this kid. So, I mean, based on that, 25 years old, if he can come in here and be consistent and show a bit of a leg as well and handle kickoff duties, I would think Riley Patterson's your kicker both now and, and probably for years to the next few years to come. I, I don't think he's an all-world boom it from 55-plus, you know, just absolute star at the position. Plus, it's a kicker, so I don't really care regardless. But I can see the fact, too, of Brad Holmes and company seem to have a really good pulse on the league. So if they thought that Riley Patterson getting cut was going to go somewhere else and they just had to have him, I don't really have an issue of giving him a 2026th seventh-round pick, I believe is what it was, conditional even. So you really gave up next to nothing. And, and I love it if this guy comes in as just a consistent kicker that can also kick it deep, handle kickoffs, let Jack Fox do his thing punting. But I don't know, did I mention this yet? It's a kicker. So Chops, you, you were off base. They have made a big move. This was a minor move. Hopefully they still got something in their back pocket that isn't DeAndre Hopkins, that isn't a kicker or a long snapper or some other position. But uh, yeah, Riley Patterson's back on the team via trade. So... Other than that, I mean, there's not um, a ton of other news. I mean, the Lions did have OTAs last week. And circling back to rumor innuendo, you know, lots of people saying, well, Jameson Williams dropped a couple passes and he had alligator arms, but Jameer Gibbs looked like a stud. And, you know, gosh, there's just lots of things coming out about this guy and that guy and Josh Pascal is going to have a huge year and so and so is in the best shape of their life. I mean, I'm all about it, trust me. I was all over a lot of those reports and uh, I love hearing anything about our Detroit Lions. But a lot of this is TBD if you ask me, wait and see, right? One of my classic uh, go-to phrases here on the show and I'm not the guy that's going to wait until I know it's 100% true and then say I told you so or and then make some big proclamation you guys know I don't mind having a hot take or going out on a limb on certain players or predictions but you know some of this stuff is uh is very early in the off season but obviously it's going to be an exciting training camp lead up to this season lots of big buzz not about just our Detroit Lions and across the NFL everybody's looking good everybody's in the best shape of their life everybody's ready to go all teams are, are really excited about what they got they got no worries they felt all their needs they love their draft class I mean we get it but um, you know the biggest things for me are going to be those first two picks how, um, you know 12 and 18 how, how are Gibbs and Campbell doing what's our secondary look like? I mean, the craziest part about the secondary is you heard some good and some bad about Cam Sutton, but Cam Sutton is such a great dude that, like, he's worth what they paid. He's worth giving him the number one. He's worth being a leader on this team. Um, all the things he brings has me ultra excited about him. So I'm not too worried if he gets cooked here and there or if he makes a play here and there. Um, he's really proven to be more than I thought he was as a person, as a football leader. And, uh, you know, I, I don't have too many concerns that he can be an upgrade. 
and a substantial upgrade to what we currently had at the cornerback position. That's for sure. You know, QB, um, CB2 is, is still a question for me. Is Jury, J-U-U-U-R-R-Y-Y-Y, Jury Jacobs, is he going to be that guy? Um, you know, um, who who else is going to plug in there? You know, what what are their plans for? But, but when you start going down this list, I mean, Emmanuel Mosley, we'll see where his health is at. You, you, you got my boy CJ, GJ. Um, I think we even have a drop for that, right? It goes something like this. Go CJ. Go DJ. That's my DJ. Go DJ. Yeah. Well, that's the old one. The new one is go CJ. That's my GJ. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, he's going to be balling. Everybody forgot about Iffy. You know, most fans just write this guy off. Tracy's back in great spirits, looking good, looking bigger, stronger. Got the go-go gadget arms ready to go. So, you know, uh, Kirby, Kirby has so much swag. This was a guy I'm not going to front. When they took him, I was kind of like, ah, I knew there's a lot of rumor innuendo. There's that phrase again about the Lions loving Kirby Joseph leading up to that draft. I saw him more as a great ball hawking player, but what if he doesn't get those turnovers in the NFL? I mean, his tackling can be suspect, or he didn't have a big old laundry list of production. It was like a year or two there where he was really balling um, in college, so I didn't know if it was going to translate. But this guy has so much swag. He's so fun. He's going to be an absolute legend here in Detroit if he keeps up his production and stays healthy. Um, and those are just a few names, you know, so I, I absolutely love the depth, the ballers, the personalities, the leadership. So that's going to be looking for is can these DBs then take that to the field, whether you're playing safety slot or corner or nickel or whatever it may be and ball out. So th- those are the main things I, I'd be looking for. Again, the Lions have a couple more days. I think it is of OTAs and whatnot. And then they get rolling. Um, I think it's like in early, mid-June. I don't have the date right in front of me for a mandatory mini camp. That's where they can really do some things. And I'm hoping to see and hear good stuff about J-Mo, about Gibbs, about Laporta, about the O-line, about those uh, edge rushers. Hutch is looking bigger. Pascal. You know, how how's Jack Campbell um, mixing in with the linebackers? You know, we'll talk about him here in a moment. So um, it's it's exciting times, but it's just the beginning of this offseason. I think we're about 100 days away from the Detroit Lions kicking off the season against those Chiefs in Kansas City to kick off the NFL season. So everybody's already hype about that. It's only going to grow as we keep on going. So everybody... Got got going on my news and notes and some things off the top for you. So I'm just going to keep this show tight. I'm going to take my break. Get our great sponsors in here. We come back. We'll do a little dollars. Make sense. Talking quarterbacks. Talking linebackers. Right after the break. Everybody, I'll be right back. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? 
I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Um, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. All right, Kool-Aid drinkers, as I often say, we're back from the break, and this is normally where I shout you guys out or or say how much I appreciate you. So I'm going to do that again, and the reason is because I appreciate you and because I want to give you shout-outs. I want to say your name. I want to say your funny nicknames. I want to say your handles. I want to make fun of you. I want to lift you up as loyal, diehard Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers here on the show and Lions fans in general. So, again, can't thank you enough for all the support of the show for the fun you guys have on Twitter, the DMs you send me that are hilarious, um, the support you show for the the pod is awesome. You know, I know Chops and Logan and everybody that comes on is like, man, what a fun show to do. It's not too serious. We try not to bore you to death. Um, We show love to the fans and the people that listen. We're not trying to hit you over the head with 80 million sponsorships. We would love it if you donate to the show. We would love it if you share the show with a friend. We would love it if uh, we can keep this thing uh, growing uh, person by person, Kool-Aid drinker by Kool-Aid drinker, as it continues to do day in and day out. But uh, all that stuff is secondary to turning on the mic, talking about the Detroit Lions, and uh, having fun while we do it. So appreciate everybody. I just wrote down a few names again that have either been hit me up recently or that I just want to throw out. So JP1077, one of the great Lions fans out there, has been doing his thing, sharing our show. We always appreciate him. Bo knows. Bo knows is going to be kicking off the Detroit Kool Aid Cast Fantasy League slow draft that starts on June 1st in the morning. So, Bo, we'll see if you know. I'm telling you now on the pod that it's Thursday, June 1st, in the morning, be on point. I don't care if you're doing it from your car, your cell phone, your home, your job, wherever. I need that draft pick in quickly so we can get that thing off to a good start. We'll see if you clunk it up with the number one overall pick, but we got 20 other teams in that draft, 20 players per team, slow draft. So again, they got four to four hours or more to make a pick. So we just have fun. That helps kind of uh, take the time away in the off season and, and let us have some fun with some fantasy football and all the loyal fans. Um, hey, here's a question. I, I I better get this guy's soundbite ready. Hey, um, cornbread, Jerry. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Cornbread, Jerry. Where have you been? <laughs> Every time I hit you up, you're like, oh, I've been working. Oh, I've been traveling. Oh, I'm, I'm just kind of busy. Cornbread Jerry. You don't have the name Cornbread Jerry if I don't hear Lions takes from you. If I don't hear draft reaction from you. If you don't call the show up like you used to do. I had you on an entire pod and now you vanished. The Lions are the hottest team in the National Football League. The Lions are 
everyone's darling. And here you are fading off into the sunset. Cornbread Jerry, I'm calling you out. I need takes. I need a call. I need to know you're alive. I need to know that you're hyping this team in North Kakalaki. Step it up, Cornbread Jerry. I'm going to have to rip that nickname from you is what I'm going to have to do. Speaking of nicknames, speaking of goofy nicknames, speaking of people that make me laugh and that came strong when we needed them to, a.k.a. Young Santa. Yes, he made his pod debut last week. We literally, I just said to Chops right before we hit the record button, hey, what if we just call this dude Young Santa? He's been calling, texting the show. What if we just dial him up live? So last week, we just literally called him up. It was unexpected. He jumped on his headset uh, like a true pro. He he did a bunch of our gimmicks. He tried a couple hot takes. He, he put me to sleep a couple times because he, he's been known to do like a four-minute rant. But uh, just kidding with you, Young Santa. He, his name is Brian. He gets the Young Santa nickname. I guess he looks like Kris Kringle. He, I don't know if he wears a Honolulu blue uh, suit from the North Pole. I, I, I question him. He said that Mrs. Claus had some Kool-Aid and cornbread while he was doing his live bit, live segment last week. So if you missed that, you got to go check that out. That was something else. Shout out Steve from Cali, man. He, he's always a good dude checking in on, on the regular. We appreciate him. The Tuna. The tuna is in a couple of my big time fantasy leagues now. He thinks he can he can hang with the big dogs, so we'll see if that's the case. Shout out to Paul Jackson down there in Tampa, and we gotta get last but not least the one and only at Go Blue Lexi one one seven here on the show. She's shouting out Michigan Wolverines. That is, she's always repping those Lions. She's not afraid to mix it up with you on Twitter. She's a physical fitness marvel at this point. She's hilarious and uh, still needs to come on the pod here at some point. But uh, those are just a couple of quick people I wrote down. All of you that I missed, I apologize. But like I say, if you want to get a shout out, you got to hit me up and you got to remind me why I got to talk about you on the Kool-Aid cast. So I uh, appreciate all the listeners, no doubt. I can't thank you enough uh, to everyone absolutely everyone so all right let, let's get this dollars and cents going i mean we gotta get the sound buddy again everybody dollars make sense quarterbacks linebacker <laughs> appreciate the million dollar man getting us off to a hot start now let, let's let's talk about quarterbacks let me pull this up real quick because when you when you're talking quarterbacks, you know the price tag is always going to be ridiculous for that starter unless you draft one. Unless you draft one in the third round. So when we're looking at JG16, Jared Goff, Chops' favorite human being on the planet... Likes this guy more than Jared Goff's likes his beautiful fiance. Um, but uh, no, seriously, like Jared Goff has come here. He's been a great leader. Put together, you know, a, a, an okay, like not so great season to start, but he didn't have any good talent. Really showed up last year. Seems to really be loving it here. And when when you look at his dollars to see if they make sense, 
that that's really my big problem with Jared Goff, to be honest, is this contract and the fact that he doesn't throw very nice spirals. He doesn't have that can, and he, he sometimes can't get the ball deep to my boy, hashtag JMO fast. But I also have issues with these dollars, trying to figure out if they make sense. Now, the fact that QBs now are like 40, 45 mil, 50 mil, 55 mil per, to me is crazy. I mean, it's... People take it as like it's just this given that every year we got to bump these guys up five million bucks per eight million. Got guarantee their whole comp. We got to do. I don't see that like in other sports or across the league. It's just the quarterbacks. We're just getting out of hand this this money. I do always say it is the most important position in all of sports. So I get that. But Jared Goff, I mean, his base is like twenty one mil. He's got he's got a roster bonus, I think it is, of five. He's got some other bonus of five. If you were to let him loose, which they're obviously not going to do, that would cost you... Gosh, so, so this is how it breaks down in 2023. Base salary, 21 mil. Roster bonus, five. Restructure gives him an extra five. His cap hits $31 million, which, like I said, when you look at other guys that are 50, 55, 58, I mean, you love seeing that 31 cap hit type number. If you were to move on from him, you know, you're going to get a $15 million um, hit, which they're obviously not going to do. Yearly cash comes in around this 26-ish you know, million dollars. Now the lions did pass on this potential out when they decided to keep him, which I'm not saying was a bad decision, but, um, you know, they had a potential out in 2023. That's, that's now pretty much passed them by. Um, people keep saying a couple more years. I mean, they got this year and then next year, Jared Goff's number doesn't go up much. I mean, 21 ish, 22, same $5 million roster, $5 million due to a restructure. You know, cap hit doesn't go up much, 32 million bucks. Um, dead cap at that point would only be five if you did want to move on from them. So, you know, the more I look at it, I don't know that Jared Goff's going to be this great soldier to like play great this year and then just play on that number next year. I mean, again, if he's balling and he's your guy, you're going to have to probably give him a, an uptick at mid or after this season. But most people that want to just roll with it are like, look at those numbers. Like, yeah, we'll just do that for two more years and then we'll figure out 2025 either with H2O, Hand and Hooker or some other option, right? Well, that's just not reality. So I like the numbers now for Jared Goff. He just, a guy that makes 31, 35-ish on average needs to play like a top 20. 12 to 15 quarterback every single week needs to give you a chance to win. But when you put those numbers up against like the top five guys, yeah, he looks cheap. When you put them up against the top 10 guys, eh, not so cheap. Um, but when he's playing great, nobody cares that he makes 31, $32 million per year at the quarterback position. So I, I obviously have some, you know, issues with it. And he's the highest play, paid player on the team, which Again, any team that's constructed properly, that's kind of where you want to be. But um, 
it's a big number um, in general. And uh, when I get to Hennon Hooker's numbers, it blow your mind, you know, what his contract is at. So trying to get here, let me get to Sudfeld and, and see where he's at. So Nate Sudfeld is supposedly the backup, but I feel he's just kind of there because he's a decent young vet at this point. He's got size, do some things. Lions, he's 30 years old. Base salary of $1.1 million, signing bonus of $400,000, uh, cap hit of about one6 this year, so absolutely no money. If he's a good clipboard holder, good in the locker room, I'm good with Nate Sudfeld. If he's not and they want to move on from him, that's obviously easy too at that type of number. Um, you know, one guy I don't want to write off is, is Adrian Martinez. You know, most people hate on this guy, but he was a high, you know, prospect coming out of high school. He was pretty, you know, had some moments at Nebraska, and then he seemed to get better going to K-State. I understand he turns the football over a ton, which is not what you want. But, uh, you know, just looking at his numbers as an undrafted guy, I mean, makes no money. I'd almost rather go with golf martinez and and wait till hooker's ready and then slot him in that number two role but let's get back to hand and hooker almost the s should have been the sec player of the year could have been the heisman trophy winner he's got a great nickname that i've dubbed him on the show we get it he's a little older he's more mature though he's a hell of a football player and a student of the game you know 2023 yes he'll be 25 years old listen to these numbers base salary seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a signing bonus because he was picked in the third round of only $289,000. A cap hit of just a tick over $1 million. Um, and that, that goes through this four-year deal that he's locked into. I mean, in the fourth year of his deal in 2026, when he's only 28 years old and is probably balling for the Lions, instead of a 40, 50, who knows, it'll probably be like 60, 65 million by that point for a quarterback. He makes $1.5 million. He has very little bonuses. His cap hit's not even two at that point. Can you Do you understand what kind of ability that gives us to sign players, bring in players? And uh, I think Hennon Hooker is going to be really fun to watch in a Lions uniform. I don't care if it's you know, next year, the year after that, the year after that. I don't care. I think he's going to be... Great when he's ready, which I don't know when that's going to be. So I'm not going to dive into Martinez's numbers. I kind of gave him to you. He's an undrafted kid, so nothing really guaranteed. Barely makes 750000 but he can run, throw it a little bit. Decent athlete. Um, got the size and whatnot, so I don't mind Adrian Martinez. But I said I was going to keep the show tight, so let's get to these linebackers because this is where the intrigue comes in. You know, let, let's start with the, the middle, the inside linebackers. And, you know, we kind of gave Jack Campbell's numbers last week, so I'm not going to go over all those again. But this is the one I want to go over the most. Alex Anzalone. Most every Lions fan sort of had seen what they needed to see. We all admit he played decent last year, but we were ready to move on. The Lions said, uh-uh. They gave him a three-year contract <laughs> for for decent dough three years 18 million dollars for Alex Anzalone now Alex Anzalone is a good athlete he's captain of our defense basically right now he wears the green dot he makes all the calls he's 
a good dude. Players seemed to sort of gravitate to him. He was taken in the third round, came out of the University of Florida. Like I said, good athlete, um, makes mistakes at times and, and misses tackles and whatnot. But um, you, you got to like the baseline, the floor of what this guy does. This year, 2023, $1.2 million. Signing bonus of 1.2, roster bonus 100,000, cap hit of 2.5, you know, yearly cash about 6 million. And that's about where he's at next year as well. If you wanted to get out next year, you can do that at at 6 million. So it's kind of a two-year deal at 12. That third year, you can figure out what you want to do. He also has a kind of a void year, some money pushed out to 2026 as well. And I'm cool with him this year, next year, whatever it may be. Um, I didn't love that deal just based on the three years, 18 that you see. But when you break it down, definitely not as bad. And and I think he can play some good football both this year and, and probably next year for this team as well. So Anzalone, don't make me look bad. Come here and ball out. Now, the Lions have a lot of people just listed as linebackers or outside linebackers that are more edge players. So... Let's go rapid fire here. I'll go rapid fire on Jack Campbell real quick because that's the other one that everyone's, um, you know, going to be most intrigued by, right? She's going to be 23 years old heading into this season. Base of 750K. Signing bonus of 2 million. Cap hit of 2.6. Gosh, a yearly cash amount or, uh, you know, of 8. So kind of escalated based on where he was drafted. That goes way down to a yearly cash of 1.4 next year. You know, the dead caps are what they are, but you're not going to cut this player. His cap hits basically are 2.6, 3.3, 4.0, 4.6, 4.7 for this player for the four years. be 26 before he's able to either be the fifth-year option or be, you know, move on, which I think this will be a player that will be resigned. And uh, I just want to see him on the field. I want to see him at the NFL level. I still I watch some more tape here when I'm hitting the treadmill, and I'm excited, but I got questions. I'm not going to lie. If he can uh, really diagnose, read and react, run, hit, do all the things that people tell you, um, love the love the guy. Don't get me wrong. I think he's going to be in the playbook. He's going to be the co- play caller that defense. Got no doubts about him on and off the field. Let's see here. Who else we got? I know I'm kind of going on about some of this. Those are the first two guys. Um, a lot of you guys, you know, probably want to hear about Rodrigo. That's the live version. Here's the here's the drop. Rodrigo. Here's the live version. Rodrigo. <laughs> um, everybody's favorite linebacker, right? Um, you know, this guy makes no money either. Taken in the uh, taken in the fifth round. Probably like the middle of that fifth round for the Lions. Um, great dude. Um, a guy that I think will just uh, look at on Spotrick right here and might want to fix their photo for Malcolm Rodriguez. They got the wrong dude. I think that's Pimpleton's photo they got up there. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> sixth round, okay, state. Pick 188. <clears throat> Excuse me. And. Uh, you know, Rodrigo's numbers are crazy. I'll just give you the cap hits again. 750,000. Um, that was last year. This year, 916. 
2024, he finally gets a million uh, on the cap hit, and it only goes up to 1.1-ish by 2025. So absolute bargain for this football player, as most late-round picks are. That's why they're so valuable. You know, got a couple undrafted guys and whatnot. The other main names I want to focus on are Derek Barnes. This is a guy everybody had a lot of high hopes for. He really hasn't done a ton, but when he has been out there, he's played pretty physical, makes some splash plays here and there. I think he's going to, lots of, you know, things out there that he's really coming into his own. He's actually starting ahead of guys like Campbell and Rodrigo right now. Um, 2023, Barnsley is going to be 24 years old. Cap hit of only $1.1 million. That goes up to $1.25 next year. And I'm really just hoping this player can come on and make more plays, be more than a special teamer, be more than a backup. Um, I love the guy. I love his physicality, his build. But he needs to be a bit better on the football field. Everybody's favorite linebacker slash edge rusher, James Houston. I'll hit on him real quick because this guy was... Like, taken in the sixth, but then he was cut, and then he was re-signed. So when you look at his number, he's only signed for this year at a cap hit of 970 k but they do have the exclusive rights on him heading into 2024, where he'll be 26 years old. So it's kind of a year-to-year unless James Houston balls out again and has a bunch of sacks, and then you'll bring him back at a you know really nice new multi-year deal, I would assume. So those are kind of like the main backers that are going to be guys to worry about. When you look at the Lions on spot track, especially, you know, they, they list guys like, you know, Romeo Quara. To me, he's more of an edge player. We'll get to him at another point. Julian Quara, I've heard, been more of just an edge player this year. So I don't view him as much as an outside linebacker, more of an edge rush specialty player. Um, Jalen Rees-Mabin did come back to this team. Let's see what he came back at, what his number was, because... He's a fan favorite as well. He's a few years older. Um, he came back on a one-year deal, 1.7. So it's crazy that like Jalen Rees-Mabin, because he's a vet and because you had to sign him in free agency, makes more than Jack Campbell probably will his across the majority of his contract right on a year on a yearly basis. You got Anthony Pittman in there as well at about nine hundred forty thousand. Trevor Nowoski, I believe, out of Saginaw Valley State University at uh, 750 as an undrafted kid. And uh, those are your main linebackers. So I think the Lions have really neglected this position for years, especially this regime. I thought, man, they don't value it. Then they go spend the 18th pick on a guy like Jack Campbell. He's really going to have to play well, but because they use draft resources on Barnes, Houston, um, and a guy like Jack Campbell, Rodrigo, you know, those are all just ridiculously good contracts, low contracts that um, hopefully they got guys now that can hunt, tackle, and make plays because we've seen a lot of missed tackles, a lot of dragging behind guys, a lot of missed assignments type of thing. And uh, that's got to change because your linebackers do need to be kind of that second level of the defense, run, tackle, and are also leaders. You know, they got to be very smart where everyone goes, directing traffic, getting through the trash of the offensive and defensive lines, making plays. So, um, you know, I have higher hopes, but uh, we got to see these guys out on the grass and see what they do. But overall, I think at the quarterback position, 
and at the linebacker position for the Detroit Lions. The dollars make sense. Everybody, I went a little bit longer in this back half. I shouted out a lot of you Kool-Aid drinkers. I'm going to get up out of here. But uh, moving forward next week, we got at... Chops and the D. Go give him a follow on Twitter. He'll be back in his regularly scheduled time slot of the month when he shows up. He's been trying to make more time for the pod, but every week this guy's traveling to some other city, country, wherever. Um, you know, business wise, family, AKs every other week. I mean, he's all over the map, but uh, I always appreciate him making time for the pod. I know you guys have fun when he yells into the mic, when he says these ridiculous nicknames that he makes up, when he says gimmick phrases, when we play sound bites, when we argue with each other. Just a very fun vibe on the show and uh, good addition to the Kool Aid cast. Always love having him on. So we will do that. We'll probably do more dollars make sense. We'll get into a couple more positions. Hopefully the Lions will have more news and notes we can get into. And we'll do all that next week. Right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. I don't want your Bula Bula support when it comes to Jared Goff. You don't get to join the Goff train. You're off, bro. You're off. I don't hate him. I don't. Houston, we have a problem. Rodrigo! 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 Drink it in, man. Cornbread! Cornbread! We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to smile at you. We're going to take your other kneecap. We're going to smile at you. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. We're going to be the last one standing. All right? That's going to be the mentality. Pack the bag! Start the plane! This game is over! It is over! What a comeback by the Lions! Drink it in, man!